0: What's going on everybody? Another episode. Yo,
1: of R&B. It's the relationship episode. We're gonna tell you why you probably shouldn't get married, especially if you got <laughs> money. Um we're going through some millennial relationship stuff and that okay. and a
0: bunch more stuff related to everything in the world and how it pertains to kind of just us, but also you. So Strap in and strap on R&B. Bye. Hi. Am recording?
1: Fuck it. Oh, hold on. Check, check. Excuse check, check. me. Audio four. Audio three. I'm
0: gonna
2: have to do that.
0: Okay, three, two, one.
1: Thank you to our live studio band for.
0: There is a name for jo- it. I
1: forget. joining us.
0: I think you also was- that joke the last time I played that band.
1: <laughs> Tell me if you hear, I'm going to step outside. Tell me if you hear a buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. Damn bugs are just you know, screwing each other in the trees. They sound like Cicada's lights.
0: Got to get down with it.
1: I saw a cicada. I didn't know they were so big. They're they're like the size of cockroaches.
0: Are they like the, like the June bugs? Not the tiny ones, but like the green ones that look like fucking scarabs
1: from Egypt. Yeah, they're kind of like see through, too. Ooh, ooh. Just like and I think like one is making that loud noise because i walked up close to it it was just so loud i was like bro how can this small thing be that loud but you know it's were there cicadas in tucson oh yeah i don't remember That's
0: probably a a sand desert thing
1: yeah probably a nice heat thing speaking of heat what's up everybody (laughs) is that fire is there a fire going on
0: i mean Near me, yeah, and there's some ash falling from the sky. But I was talking up. about that, uh, like, proverbial fire, like that fire, R&B.
1: Ah, right, 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 right. The best, <laughs> the best, the best show. It's Ricker and Bond, free-flowing end-up conversation about whatever is appropriate at the time. And today is Monday, August, September 7th. Jesus. Hope everybody paid their rent. <laughs> Speaking of rent, God damn it. Did you not I, pay rent? I paid rent, but my landlord's been paying my utility bill for the past two months and he's like, Yo, bro, you owe me some money. I'm like, Oh shit. Damn. I got you. I got you, bro. I didn't know, dude. I didn't know, dude.
0: Tenant landlord relationship just
1: I'm trying to keep it cordial with this guy. <laughs> I don't want him to hate hate me like last time. It seems like you
0: fucking you, I, you know. I feel like any landlord and tenant have to be like, Hey man, what's going on? You owe me some money they're like, oh, yeah, got you, bro.
1: I, uh... Yeah, I came across this thing, like this thread, and it was basically a bunch of people saying how the act of being a landlord is evil. Mm -hmm. Right? And they were throwing out all these arguments, which I didn't really agree with. They were like, how can you own a house and have somebody live in it? I'm just like, it's probably a good argument because you're providing a home for someone who probably can't afford to buy a house in the first place, you know.
0: Yeah, there's probably like, some some valid point in there somewhere that has to do with the past and shit.
1: <laughs> I, it was mostly it was mostly people mad that people are sitting on their ass making money when they have to go to work. Yeah, it was mostly yeah. that.
0: You know, but like it's the whole labor thing. Yeah, like there's an argument for.
2: Anyone can learn to do it, dude.
0: Did you uh ever sit through fires when California fires were going down
1: in the past? Uh, sit through them? Yeah, I feel I like, mean, there's like like one fire per year in California. Yeah, it's the
0: fire seasons, dude.
1: There's a nice California is nice mostly red wilderness. Sunset on me right now. There's from smog from fire. Wait, are there fires other places, or do we just hear about California fires?
0: Seems like Um, there's, like...
1: You never hear about a huge Texas fire. I don't know. Like, a huge fire in Nevada. Never heard that before. I don't know. Huh. Um, Literally, huh? That's weird.
0: I would kind of assume...
1: That is even not people a
0: California-specific thing, but it could kind of also be... even when there's Like, there's a lot of people.
1: Fire, like, people in other states talk about California fires. And it's yeah. like, yo, what's the difference, dude? Everybody has fucking... Forest, I, mean, I think. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but is there <laughs> seasonal just fire pillages going on in other states?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It seems like the majority of the time it's happening up north where there's a lot of grassland, and it's just...
0: I mean, that's kind of... The dryness is conducive to nice fires.
1: I don't know anything about fires. I'm about to buy a house in Texas. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Lightning, power shit has to do with it. A lot of people.
1: A lot of people. California
0: does have fucking fire seasons on the reg, dude. It's like hurricanes and other places.
1: Imagine starting a fire, and you're just like, shit. <laughs> it
0: just gets too big. You watch it on the news.
1: It destroys homes. It kills people.
0: <laughs> a nice little short, dude, would be someone starts a fire in a forest. It's like fire season and all that, and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And it's it's too big. You go home. You go on the news. You wake up the next day, a couple of days after, and the news is like, you know, lightning, lightning started a big-ass fire. And they're just like, oh.
1: Thank God. Or you're trying to start a fire, and someone's like, yo, it's not fire season, bro. (laughs) Your lighter won't work.
0: Uh, Fire doesn't exist in in certain parts of the time. Oh, man. Smokey the bear. It's hot, bro. Uh,
1: It's normal out here. And by normal, I mean 118. (laughs) But I'm in the desert, so. What's it over there? 90s.
0: 118 is fucking... Is that normal for Palm Springs?
1: It's usually like 110, but you know, 110, 118. Once you pass kind 105, it's all the same.
0: Scene.
1: Bro, it's yeah. all the same out here. Quite. I just here. go, I go <laughs> from the place to the pool and back in. Nobody's outside.
0: A couple of differences Every, is a big, big point of the earth.
1: Everybody here is just used to the heat because of the elevation. Yeah. So I haven't heard one person say, it's hotter than last week. Nah, it's just desert heat. It's probably hot. I mean, in it LA. might be different than
0: it is before. It doesn't it feel different. Is what heat, I'm saying. But can, yeah, but it, you can have a different desert heat.
1: Statistically, yes, it is hotter,
0: but it doesn't feel no. hotter.
1: It yeah. does not feel hotter. Is what I'm saying.
0: Hey, man, I don't care about your feelings, bro. This is about this is about the cold hard truth.
1: Didn't you just ask me what it's like out here, and I'm telling you. The the temperature. The temperature is one eighteen. Yeah, but it doesn't is. feel it it feels like it was one ten.
0: Interesting, interesting. That's yeah when my joke came in about it. It doesn't matter about your feelings. Oh, okay.
1: Fuck opinion. Let's doing, just dude. talk has facts you, all day.
0: Has has your yawn? How's your how you doing? How long have you been it, in Palm Springs, dude? Thursday. Oh. Yeah. How is it?
1: Good. I'm going to live out here. This is the spot. This is it. Just me and Bart. I'm going to buy a house. I've made my decision. Nice. Yes. Me and him, going to go on some night bike rides. Just enjoy this heat. Enjoy the sun. Taking that vitamin D.
0: Desert nighttime is is very nice on the skin.
1: <laughs> I like getting in the pool and it's like a bunch of white people and they bring the umbrella to the pool and they all gather around the umbrella. <laughs> And I'm just literally just soaking up the energy. <laughs> I, I love would, it.
0: You know, sunscreen's a thing.
1: Gotta have sunscreen, but like, I don't burn. I just get hot. You know, it's not yeah. pain. It's just discomfort. Like some wow. people, like the I saw a guy today. He was so red. I'm like, bro, you were gonna get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: anti-sunscreen doing the SPF 15
1: anti-sunscreen jesus dude
0: you know i just (laughs) realized it's kind of weird uh you know that sunscreen with the the girl is getting pulled her pants
1: down by a dog Mm kind of weird yeah i think that used to be a real person like an actual photograph
0: oh really yeah Yeah. old fucking like vintage photo
1: quality sunscreen baby. Uh, probably some creepy old man made this. The Coppertone girl, Coppertone, yeah, she got cool the brand name, she got the little tan, tan
0: butt, a little bit baby creepiness, dude. There's a California uh, pedophile law or like consensual age for sex law. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a thing that, but if you're like 14 to 17, um, if you have sex with someone in a 10 year age difference, it's not like an automatic pedophile, like slapped on you. It's just, it goes to a a judge and they uh, decide what to do.
1: And, Ten year. Yeah. So like a 14 and a 24 year old.
0: Yeah, legally. But before it was legally only for vaginal sex, right? And so people were like, if you, if like a, if you do it, but it's like anal or fucking oral, then you're automatically put in jail. Now there is a, a law that was like, hey, if it's under a judge discretion for vaginal, then it should probably be under a judge discretion for, you know, non-vaginal stuff.
1: What if it's like just a creepy old guy asking for pics.
0: Well, I that's, think that's, that's... that's the point of it, was, like, it's it's up to a, a, a judge case per case, right? Um,
1: Damn, because... Like, a talking... lot of people
0: were, like... Well, because it's, it's basically made for, like, if you're consenting in, like, a teen, you know, in a fucking a non-weird world, it'd be, like, 16 and, like, 18, or, like, 17 and 18. But... You know, but people were mad at that because it was like you're giving, uh, you know, like people are making pedophile laws in the in the name for like uh, homosexual law equality. Mm -hmm. Um, so people were mad at that, but I don't know. Either way, the law was like ten years (laughs) legally. A judge has to like if like a fourteen and a twenty-four, it would go to a judge and be like, "Is this consensual?" Now it's uh, that for for all the sexes, not just fadge.
2: What What's the a hell? Law either way,
0: you
1: heard of Romeo and Juliet laws? I've,
0: I feel like I've heard the phrase.
1: I don't think it applies in California, but it basically says like if two people are dating and one's eighteen and one's like seventeen or something,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's consensual, then I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. By the law, I don't think it applies in California. <laughs> But 10 years, that's, that's disgusting. That's
0: because California has the 10, 10 year law.
1: That's, that's disgusting. Like, it's like. Now, that goes back to an abuse of power thing. The power a 24 year old has over the mind of a 14 year old. Because mm-hmm. a 14 year old doesn't know shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, the, the, the 10 is a weird, weird number. That's a huge number. Because <laughs> <laughs> even if it's like 17. In like, 27. I'm sure, like, you know, later in life, fucking 30-year age gap is different, but teenage stuff is a little weird and you No, know, like
1: Jerry like Seinfeld dated a 19-year-old when he was 39. Yeah. But, you know. That's kind of I mean, weird. It is a bit weird. Technically legal. But also, Why? <laughs> Like Jerry, you can get anyone. This is (laughs) one. Bro, this is when he was making like 100 grand an episode, dude. This is, 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 remember, I was telling you, this is probably what happened. He probably had a girlfriend when he was 20 that broke up with him for an older guy. So he was like, fuck this. When I'm old, I'm going to reach back and I'm going to grab a fucking young girl when she tries to come back. And that's what he did, probably. No idea, dude.
0: See the Dr. Dre wife? number statistics
1: that's trash bro (laughs) that's the that that adds to the argument that fucking marriage does not benefit a man especially a rich man
0: could it be the same with a rich woman
1: i think a rich woman would not usually look for someone that has less money than her i think that's why a lot of wealthy women stay single (laughs) <laughs> or don't get married, like Oprah, most Rihanna.
0: wealthy women get not married.
1: Yeah, because they understand that. I don't know that. If you if you get divorced, then you lose most of your money. The fuck. The men, the, do that? men do understand that, but when they get married, usually they don't have money until later. They get married like in their late twenties, and the money starts coming in their thirties when their career mm-hmm. starts kicking off. You know. But then the woman, you, usually, late twenties, early thirties, don't work, start raising the kids, right? That's where you get that that wage gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but prenup, bro. Um, who else was doing going through that future? But Good not, stuff. not marriage. Um, some girl was like. Asking for fifty four grand a month.
0: Mm.
1: Because um
0: both there parents that, have to that.
1: both parents have to submit their finances and if one par person doesn't submit, the judge is just like, All right, I'm gonna guess how much this guy makes. Future seems pretty wealthy. So they just slap an arbitrary number on there until future's like, Yo, this is how much I make. This is she doesn't need fifty grand for a child, you know? Yeah. But TMZ will whatever will see the fifty-four grand and run with that, you know, sensationalism. Run that, future. Yeah, (laughs) but um, actually, I did see the breakdown for what she's asking for for Dr. Dre.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I actually have it right here.
0: Use that window for entertainment, dude,
1: bro. What was it like? Ten grand for laundry the laundry
0: but it wasn't coupled in with another thing and it should have been coupled in with something else
1: i think when you're just like (laughs) when you're in that rich lifestyle for how long have they been married it's hard to go back from like young right had to have been it's really it's it's really hard to go back to not being a millionaire would
0: would the fair thing be to like because what she did probably unfair right that's a pretty astronomical number.
1: 10000 a what? month for laundry. Thir- 135000 for clothes. 60000 for education. She's a grown woman.
0: whatever. <laughs> that too.
1: Charitable contributions, 125000 a month. Mortgage, 100000 a month. Telephone, cell phone, email, $20,000 a month. I don't know a cell phone carrier on the planet that charges $20,000 a month. Do
0: also you? email, I thought. Also the thing that was circulating was kinda just like notes and I kinda wondered what the like the the uh you know file of like law was. That'd be a fun little public search. So this was, was from was,
1: Dr. Dre. I mean from Team Z? Would, would the
0: better thing as we wrap up, um fucking half that or does she have to like you know, she's not half with... that? No. a a fraction of it or she just has to make her own life now
1: well child um um what is it called alimony isn't it supposed to be to help her raise kids all the kids are grown so what does she need it for
0: well i don't i don't think it's alimony it's just divorce stuff
1: oh she also claims domestic violence but i don't see what that has to do with money but um i mean yeah, sure, he could help her, but this is like...
0: Should he have this is
1: ridiculous. To? Should he have to? I don't think he should have to. I don't think a judge should order him to have to do it. Mm. She didn't make any of this money, as far as I know. Mm. You know?
0: So what if they... I mean... What, they, what people should do is fucking have personal... When you get married, man, you get your personal bank account, you get your joint bank account, and do whatever the fuck you want with your personal the the joint is for family stuff maybe you put that towards the house maybe you put that towards something
1: you have to remember like a lot of a lot of couples do have separate bank accounts and mm-hmm. they earn and spend their money separately but yeah. when they file taxes it's different because they're married they file together mhm so it can't it can't be separate because you can't be married and file as a single person i'm pretty sure it's illegal
0: tax wise just it, having money wise
1: tax wise because if you have money you have to pay taxes on it unless someone's throwing your cash you cash at the still table
0: have separate bank accounts and have separate cash flow for your person and for your marriage
1: well they, when you file taxes they ask you every stream of income you have mhm so you can't like lie about it you know no but you can't be like you i have, a have this separate
0: financial life if you're married
1: you can have a separate pot of money, but, but you if, you're bringing, if, if you're bringing if in you're yeah. bringing income with it you you have to you have to say it the if you just have like it. yeah, if you're not bringing an income for it, if it's just sitting there, you don't
0: okay that I'm saying, but being tax for it and having it kind of related, but not what I'm saying,
1: yeah, if you and I were married and you had a house and it wasn't in my name, right, all you mhm that's your house you pay the thing but because we're married
2: Mm -hmm.
1: we have to file taxes on it together property tax income tax state tax Mm -hmm. you know but it's still your house Uh I don't don't pay for it I still got to put it on my tax bullshit you know
2: yes
0: nice first try shit 444 in the PM dude we're gonna catch you guys in a second. Try R B, dude.
1: Who is this lady, Nicole Young? Come on, Dre. How many kisses you have with her? We'll be right back. <laughs> Jackson, Janet right. Jackson, in two thousand seventeen got divorced from her husband mm-hmm. and received two hundred million dollars right it says here from page six, she was entitled to a hundred million dollars if they stayed married for at least five years of like a so, prenup? it says. Yeah. Under the terms of their prenup, Jackson and Almana announced their marriage until 12, yeah, $100 million. The prenup calls for a $100 million payment to be doubled if they have a child, which became, so three months ago, with the birth of her son, Elisa, it looks like a money grab, but it's not about money, a relative told her. Singer Jackson said, she's never in a relationship too long. Her longest was a musician, Renee, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so, you know, that's great returns. Five years for $100 million. All you got to do is pop out a kid and double that. What
0: was Five the dude's days. job, dude? Probably not as profitable as Janet Jackson.
1: He was a Saudi millionaire. Billionaire. Saudi? You know what I'm saying, dude? Wealthy women look for wealthier men, bro.
0: How do you get hooked up with the fucking Saudi blood money?
1: Being rich, being in the right room. That's Jack. what Rihanna does. Also being a Jackson. Jackson.
0: I think the sure Jacksons were in some weird rooms.
1: It's probably it's some Epstein rooms, allegedly.
2: <laughs>
1: Bottom line Almana, who is worth $1 billion, according to an estimate by Money Slubs, cite the richest. Um, the Almana Group has a vast holding in cars, real estate, retail, tech, and other ventures. Okay, so it's an investor from a rich family.
0: Saudi? Was he American? Saudi or dude. Like Saudi.
1: You Saudi. It's that Saudi money, bro. That's different. That's so why Drake was like, I want Saudi money. I want real money. I'm tired of this American money. I want Saudi money.
0: American entertainment money.
1: American entertainment money can only get you so far.
0: You seen that Chris Rock joke about that? No, what'd he say? He was like, My block has like two other black entertainers. Like, whatever famous name. Um, Oh, yeah. And then the the other dude is just, like, a dentist. He's just, like, a normal dentist.
1: Damn. Damn. I need to get some money, dude. I'm going to give drop shipping another try. Yeah? Yeah.
0: AirPods didn't work.
1: It worked. It just took too long to ship. They weren't shipping from the U.S. They're shipping from China, and at the time, I couldn't find a supplier from the United States. So people oh, are like, "Yo, why is my shit taking a week?"
0: U.S. supplier, man.
1: Yeah, but the issue with that is that they charge American prices. I can't get it for a couple cents. You know, this is true. So I'm looking at. I might just switch to another. Another. Uh, product. I'm thinking of like maybe like an exercise thing. Like I don't know. Maybe a fucking grabbing thing that makes your hand stronger. With
0: American suppliers or non-American?
1: I don't know. I gotta look around. Or maybe yeah, I'll just, just find something that's like really expensive and try to sell it for higher returns.
0: That Amazon game it has a Ooh. lot of YouTube content as well.
1: Amazon's fucking mean, but
0: yeah, it's not. You can't beat them, the join most, them. The most, uh, I don't know. It's uh you gotta find something that isn't very populated on Amazon, or else you're just gonna get fucked.
1: Jeff Bezos said about Google: "Google is a mountain that can't be moved; it has to be climbed." Yeah, you know, interpret that how you want. We just get a
0: dynamite blowed up, dude.
1: Oh, good luck, bro. It's decentralized, dude. All right, let's Oof. see what I got in my notes. It's decentralized, meaning it's not in one place, it's everywhere. Facebook warns our boy Zuck, Mark Zucky, Berg. He's warning us of violent or civil unrest after the election. This is from Forbes. Morning. Yeah, he knows what's up. He's coming. He knows what's coming. Facebook, Mark, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg warned in an interview with HBO that there is a high heightened risk of violence or civil unrest in the wake of the, the November election, particularly between election night and when the winner is declared. As Facebook scrambles to address concerns about how it handles election information and misinformation. Zuckerberg noted I was that thinking
0: about that man
1: yeah I think that they're gonna not I think the week or the month of the election Facebook's not gonna run any political ads at all <laughs> uh, we may not know the final result on election night um, and he's saying we're gonna start preparing people that it's normal Italian takes days or weeks which it probably will because a lot of people are gonna mail in um,
0: that's a nice little precaution
1: yeah, Facebook said, uh, or Zuckerberg said, Facebook was trying to make sure that we do our part to ensure any post-election unrest is not organized on Facebook's platforms. Facebook announced Thursday that it would ban all new political ads in the week before the election, as well as enhances, enhance its policies around voting misinformation. Facebook and Zuck have reportedly come under fire for fire for issues around the election, including the company's controversial refusal to fact-check political ads and its permissiveness of Donald Tr- Trump's comments on the platform. Um, Yeah, Facebook blog videos from Trump encouraging.
0: uh, Might have been Twitter, but he tweeted out something about North Carolina voting twice. And some platform was like, yo, that's illegal.
1: He was saying that um, he was saying that if mail-in voting is so foolproof, you can vote twice and if it works correctly, then one of your votes won't count is what he's saying. He didn't say go Mm -hmm. out and vote twice. You know, he said, if if it doesn't work, I mean, if it's so perfect, you should be able to vote twice and your vote will only count once. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what he was saying. He shouldn't have said that, but that's what he meant. You know, don't vote twice, vote once. I'm going to, I think I'm, I think I'm going to vote third party.
0: I took. I was watching a good mythical morning. Right, they did some like, like a a partnership with the political thing, and like you put in a bunch of survey things, and it shows you how people on the balance line up with your shit, and apparently line up with two other white dudes that aren't um, on the Democrat or Republican.
1: I was looking at this. Um libertarian lady named Joe Joe Jorgensen funny name Uh, don't know about her that much but
0: it's an interesting website she
1: she doesn't seem crazy so (laughs) my my exercise my right to vote for her maybe I gotta do more research but every day Joe and Donald just push me further away
0: (laughs) yeah the other dude looked oh, like God. uh there was a scientist dude you know that there's like one <laughs> you know that one beard style where it's just your chin or it's like just your fucking under chin and you look like you're yeah. from goddamn eighteen forty two one dude has that I think it's like the American party the, the American uh, <laughs> or the green but apparently green they're just party. fucking other parties just kicking it, dude, apparently getting enough fucking funding to <laughs> from some goddamn sources where they can push themselves. Get some money and be like, yo,
1: dude, I will
0: go hard for what you paid me
1: for. I think this is a good election, and I don't I don't know if this is true, but a lot of people are gonna be exercising their options because both Popular candidates are just so unpalatable.
0: Yeah, and you see that that's like, the opposite of that, and people don't vote.
1: Yeah, don't not vote, people. But um, I I saw this commercial, and it was just really just like it just reminded me of some World War Two propaganda, right? Yeah. And then Joe Biden's face appeared, and the music changed, and it became all light. And I rolled my eyes so hard. I was
0: just like, "Yeah, political commercials are dumb like that." uh, There is a a new trailer for like a Call of Duty that is centered around uh, Cold War, Uh and (laughs) it was like I forget the actual phrases and like verbiage, but it was very like uh, I don't know. Basically, the, the what resonated was like uh, every foreign country that w- benefits from like an American demise would love if Americans are just you know kind of being stuck Russia they're doing with the like at least in the the very foreground and on top of the surface
1: of Russia just wants America stuff. to crumble. Who who would besides Russia, who would benefit from an American demise, what country? Because so many countries are dependent on America's economy.
0: China, Russia, basically, everything. China's
1: so dependent. China is so dependent on America's economy. I don't know about Russia, but China's incredibly dependent on America's economy.
0: You don't think Portray- kind of take over things if it, if the uh, economy in the the U.S. stock plummet?
1: Mm. Well, I mean a lot of their tech comes from here.
0: I know it's very interdependent, but I think that's kind of a political play where it kind of keeps every both at bay.
1: <clears throat> what do you mean like take over? Money wise. Uh I don't know. I still think I still think America has the upper hand in terms of innovation. You know, because well, people come here to make shit. If I have an idea, I'm not going to go to China and search for funding there.
0: Yeah. Except if you're coding, dude, that coding law.
1: Except so if you're coding, then you got to give all your stuff to the government when they ask.
0: No, I'm saying that there was like a in order where they didn't allow foreign people to come in with visas for coding and whatnot. In China? No, there was just like I don't know if it was a temporary thing. I brought it up a couple times. And there was like a it wasn't allowing work visas for people working in the tech that are coming over and non-American.
1: Hmm. I thought I had some China news too. Something about Mulan. How Uh,
2: people were
1: boycotting it or because the main girl showed support for some side. Mulan boycotts. Sucks that that movie can't be in theaters. looks like they worked hard on it. sounds like they put a lot of effort into that film just for people to watch it on their own. It's live,
0: huh? It's on Netflix and shit?
1: Mm -hmm. No, it's on Disney Plus. And you have to pay an additional $30 to watch it. Which isn't (laughs) that bad because how much is a movie ticket? like 15 bucks but i mean you're paying for the experience of the movies you know uh, disney's live action remake of mulan this is from cnn It's now released but some people won't be watching pro-democracy ac- activists in hong kong are reigniting calls to boycott the film now joined by activists in thailand and taiwan the calls erupted last year with the film's lead actress lee Liu lee expressed support f- for hong kong police who anti-government demonstrators accuse of using excessive force to quell unrest. The film is released today, but because Disney co tails to Beijing and because Li-Fi openly and proudly endorses police brutality in Hong Kong, I urge everyone who believe in human rights to hashtag Boycott Mulan, prominent to Hong Kong activist Joshua Wong tweeted Friday, li hope I'm saying that name right, is a Chinese-born U.S. citizen waded into the conversation last year at the height of the protests in Hong Kong, which began as largely peaceful demonstrations, and eventually morphed into frequent clashes between protesters and police. I support the Hong Kong police. You can attack me now. What a shame for Hong Kong, she posted on Weibo in August 2019. Calls the boycott Mulan followed immediately after the soon enough hashtag boycott Mulan was trending on Twitter, which is banned in China. Meanwhile, comments on Yifi's post on Weibo, the dominant social platform in China, echoed her support for Hong Kong police and Beijing.
0: It's a fun little parallel.
1: That's interesting.
0: <laughs> very, very <blatant. laughs> That's interesting. Very, very blatant. That's interesting,
1: and like, you know Disney's not going to say anything because they're very, very pro-China.
0: A lot of China money.
1: Dude, China loves Disney. China um, loves Disney. Who was I think it was Bobby Iger, our boy Bobby. He was like, I can't believe how much the Chinese have accepted this aspect of American culture like Disney. they love it <laughs> yeah they love it's like because it's like you know China's obviously a lot different than America so mm-hmm. going to Disneyland for them is like going to America for a little bit
2: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah so, oh, so they're not gonna they're not gonna speak on oh, that that'll that'll drop their stock for sure
0: I wonder what uh what she enjoys with the Hong Kong police side,
1: probably the people fighting for rights just getting beat up in the street, but she said she was with the police. she was with the police beating up the hong kong protest protesters ah. the Hong Kong police government turning on the Hong Kong protesters,
0: so she's Anti-democracy?
1: Yes. She's very... uh, She has a lot of patriotism for China.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, she kind of has to. She's Mulan. She's Mulan, right? She has to. She's Mulan.
0: (laughs) Mulan is very (laughs) pro-state.
1: Well, Mulan fought in the Chinese army.
0: Mulan is down with the Fed.
1: Yeah. I'm just mad they took out that dragon character played by Eddie Murphy. Cause that's, uh, that's
0: half of Mulan. <laughs> that,
1: that, that's all. That's 80% of Mulan. That's a hundred percent of Mulan's comedy. Uh,
0: is it? I I kind of doubt it's, I haven't seen it, but
1: <clears throat> it looks to
0: be more kind of non uh, campy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably a serious film. <laughs> Probably a serious film about female strength and following your dreams. I don't know.
0: Um, there was. Do you know what the? I gotta find. The like the 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 sixteen nineteen, program thing was.
1: I know a little bit about it. It was started by the New York Times but I don't know a lot about it. Um, I don't really want to get into it before I do research.
0: Basically, also, you know, don't know much about it, but kind of teaches a different perspective that is centered around slavery more of American history. Uh-huh. Um, and I think... There was some schools that wanted to integrate it into the curriculum. And the Trump administration threatened to pull school funding for people, schools that were looking to put it into their curriculum. Uh, 1619 Project. President Trump instructed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training, calling them devices anti-American propaganda. President vowed in a Sunday morning tweet that the Department of Education would pull funding from California schools that taught the New York Times 1619 Project, which explores the far-reaching influence of slavery in American culture. Um, 1619 Project, 1619 refers to the year the first slave ship arrived on America's shores and examines the lasting consequences of slavery. It was launched by the New York Times Magazine last year. And the Pulitzer Center released a school curriculum based on the project, but it is unknown which schools will formally implement it. Trump, who has continually defended the Confederate flag, said earlier this summer that the Black Lives Matter mural was a symbol of hate. Uh, that doesn't really have to do with stuff, but it's him tweeting. Uh, on Friday, the president banned federal agencies from conducting racial sensitivity training related to white privilege and critical race theory.
1: Um, The project, this is from Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. a project that sparked criticism and debate among prominent historians and political commentators in a letter published in the New York Times in December 2019. Historians Gordon S. Wood, James McPherson, Sean Wimance, a lot of names expressed strong reservations about the project and requested factual corrections accusing the project of putting ideology before historical understanding. In response, Jake Silverstein, the editor of the New York Times Magazine, Defended the accuracy of the 1619 project and declined to issue corrections. In March 2020, historian, historian Leslie M. Harris, who served as a fact checker on the 1619 project, wrote that the authors had ignored her corrections, but that the project was a needed corrected correct, but that the project was a needed corrective to prevailing historical narratives. Project creator Nicole Hannah-Jones was awarded the 2020 Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> So, like, is it... What's the word I'm looking for? A curriculum?
0: It was, I think, a piece for a newspaper, and they, like, conjuncted it with curriculum.
2: Mm.
0: So separate things. <clears throat> One was kind of just a journalism project, but they put out some curriculum for it, apparently. Mm. Um, so... Tweeting, pulling funding for schools that are wanting to use that curriculum.
1: How about you defund the schools that have football names like the Cotton Pickers? Because that's a real name. Mm-hmm. Cotton Pickers. I, do you think that the Cotton Pickers have... are a real high school sport team in Texas?
0: You know, First
1: Amendment, man. Reporter apologizes for adding them in a tweet. That is actually a very good point. That is actually a very good point.
0: What? First Amendment and. First yeah. Amendment,
1: but this is a public high school and people are mm-hmm. paying taxes to fund the cotton pickers. Mm-hmm. So this is from our friends at TMZ Sports. The internet is a buzz about the fact that there's actually a high school team called the Cotton Pickers, something a local reporter made public, which he now regrets. Why do you regret it? He tweeted a video Friday of Robstown High School football team taking the field for their season opener. Don't know why, it's literally a pandemic. Uh, He also dropped the, the team name, the Cotton Pickers. guy's tweet picked up and spread like wildfire with many people aghast and outraged so it could actually be a team with such racist connotations, especially in Texas, no less. Their mascot isn't very subtle either. It depicts a cotton plant straight up, and yes, there are black players on the football team and other sports teams, so what gives? The reporter followed up and said he didn't mean to stir the pot by dropping the full name. He says he never says the full thing on air and usually just refers to the team as the Pickers.
0: (laughs) Uh, You could say, you know, it was a... An economic reference?
1: Yeah. Saying cotton pickers is something the school board recently voted to stick to after consulting the community, which is (laughs) apparently predominantly Latino. Many of the folks do, in fact, pick cotton and don't view it as a slur. Okay?
2: Yeah. There are some
1: local reports.
0: A uh, slavery indicative connotation.
1: Uh this, probably time to change the name Adding he's advocated that for years is the history of con picking his country Usually conjures up one thing Slavery and That alone should be a reason to pivot I agree I tend to agree as well it's, it's, What do you think
0: about the curriculum thing though? Because I think that's interesting
1: um, I'm for it If it's historically factual If they're manipulating history To fit an ideology I don't think that's good I think that's what every
0: curriculum does, dude.
1: And I'm against that. I'm against that. But
0: I think, like, no matter what you do, you're always going to have a perspective, especially in history, that tends... will be non-partisan. Will be partisan.
1: Yeah, but, like, some people just, like, really try to not even try to speak the objective truth. They're just like... Mm -hmm. You know, but, like, if you, like actually try Mm. i think that's good (laughs) enough and i think you can i think like a lot of historians can tell when people try and when they don't try i'm not a historian so i can't say and i haven't read the 1619 project so i can't say but if it's historically accurate i think it's i think i really think it should be taught yeah because there's like there's no point in like faking history because if you fake history then stuff's just going to happen again
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's very, especially if it's fucking, which I would assume it was older, uh, older people curriculum, Um, which it might not be, but
1: um, yeah, I think older people, I think the more people like actually know what went down with slavery, the more people will be against it, you know, I and think by
0: that plus knowing how it kind of echoes down into to society and culture today, but I think that's what I, I, probably a lot of people will skew it with having an ideology, which you know, there's truth in everything, but I think that will probably that's probably the the two sides of the argument of teaching that. When it's really
1: difficult. Because there's obviously echoes of slavery in society, but it's really difficult to say this is more this is objectionably racist than this, you know? Because if I don't know, because it's it's all a matter of opinion. Some person could be like, "Oh, the post office is racist because of this," and the other person could be like, "No, it's not racist because of this." So, what's right?
0: Yeah, isn't that? The but then, if you teach
1: about society. But should that be history? Or should that be another course?
0: I think that teaching history and how it influences your present should be taught. Because that is basically, I mean, then you're kind of like talking about like, why do people teach history? And at a a glance, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's fucking, you got people in school and giving grades and shit, but...
1: um. Like, a lot of history has evidence to back it up, but Mm -hmm. like, uh, what's an example? If somebody says, I don't know, swimming pools are racist, which, like, historically, access to swimming pools are, you would need to prove to your students that it's racist, but if you can't, then it's an ideology. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Can I explain myself right? Whereas, yeah. if you're teaching history and you're like, "This person, Robert mm. E. Robert E. Lee invaded this state to start the Civil War on this date," that's like an actual fact. That's not yes. an ideology. That actually happened. Mm-hmm.
0: From what I see, now the teachers. It, it seems like it might be less a history class and more like a discussion of how the past has affected the society of what you're living in
1: i think that's cool and that's me just but maybe maybe don't call that history maybe call it i don't know
0: well i think that's kind of what it might be like the fucking 1619 curriculum as we wrap up soon
1: what would you call that class fucking 1619 class (laughs) black student or
0: uh you know Society stemming through the past, something along that line.
1: Society today, um, Wait. open discussion speech. I would call a historical debate class, maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah, I would. I would take that class. Yeah, but I think it would be important to say, Hey guys, we're going to be discussing history, yeah. we're going to read actual history, but then we're going to share our opinions on it yeah right i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you my opinion on this piece of history but i'm preferencing prefer 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 what's the word prefacing is letting you know that it's my opinion yeah right i think that's important because fucking kids are super impressionable Mm -hmm. and they'll believe a lot of what a teacher says and a lot of teachers Mm -hmm. are biased
0: I agree. Second trimester shit. I think that was 20. Oh, um, yeah,
1: dude. Get this RB money,
0: is the fucking place to be. Catch you on the next side, baby.
1: Yeah, dude.
2: It's the dynamic duo. And here with the little homie, man, you know what I'm saying? Don Tolliver. A one since day one. Let's go, DJ Steve. I know, I know, I know that you're drunk. Yeah, tell me what you want to do. I know that you do yeah, tell me what you want out. I know, I know, I know that you do yeah, tell me what you want out and slow. You know you match, no, you
0: can snow. Shut up, not slot, dude.
1: What do you think of Next. ghosting?
0: Sweet Texas
1: sound, ghosting. What, yes. What about it? What do you think do of you it? it For everybody Honestly. that doesn't know what ghosting is, it's when you stop replying to a person with no explanation at all. Um,
0: it could probably be shitty sometimes.
1: Do you do Especially, it?
0: Especially, uh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, I don't also think I like, do. There's a. Uh, there, there could be different different levels to that as well. Like if you're fucking. And it 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 is also like, in a, in a, a two way street of like you might have a different perspective of what a relationship was, but like, if you're like, but let's say it's like
1: blatant ghosting like if you're just like yo do you want to go on a date tonight like let's say you've been dating someone for a month or something yo do you want to go to a movie tonight no answer
0: i i would that seems pretty shitty to me
1: yeah but like then
0: again like it could be like well then i think oh my knee jesus for for like let's say a dude is is i don't know talking to a chick. Then you get a whole weird thing. Like the, the the weird thing is that you never really know the other person's mindset. Where one dude could just be like trying to fuck and not having like a relationship, and other a chick is super attached.
1: Um, let's say that like everything, like <clears throat> all the intentions are out there. All the intentions are out there. What do yeah. you want? I want a girlfriend. What do you want? I want a boyfriend. <laughs> all right, let's see if this works out. Let's date for a little bit, right? They go on a yeah. couple of dates, and then fourth date. Hey, do you wanna hang out? No reply. Two days later. Hey, are you okay? Are you there? No reply. A week later. Uh yo, you alive? No reply. Boom.
0: I personally would. I think that's pretty rude. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there's hella people that are just kind of (laughs) have a different set of morals within themselves that might find that okay. But like Mm -hmm. I'm kind of invested in, in somebody for like a month. And everything was, like, clear as hell, like, yo. But it, then, like, still, like, it's kind of, like, I, I would be like, nah, <laughs> if I if I really didn't want to hang out with anybody anymore, but...
1: Yeah, at least you're telling them.
0: Yeah. I think that's... But some people are just, like, I don't know. I, found I, I this, think that's
1: dumb. <laughs> I found this post on Instagram. Yeah. About millennial dating yeah and i would love to share it with our gracious listeners yeah um this is it says why millennial dating is so screwed up Uh one we ghost as a way to end things (laughs) this is a fucking listicle
0: (laughs) yeah okay okay, you should have i okay list just listicle in
1: my mind says if we're no longer interested in someone we don't need to tell them we simply stop responding If someone did this to us in real life, it would be completely psychotic, but because it's over text or instant message, we somehow resigned ourselves to thinking it's okay. Resigned what? Resigned ourselves to thinking it's okay. Even in the golden ages, the Dear John letter was left on the table (laughs) in the foyer, but now we're lucky if we get a typed string character saying, I'm sorry, it's not working.
0: That motherfucker said, Dear John letter in the
1: foyer.
0: I think it's foyer.
1: (laughs) Foyer. Number two, uh, we're hyper-focused on sex. Sex is scarily available. We can have it simply with a swipe of a finger. Well, women can. There's zero effort made into getting to know someone for who they truly are, unless we're willing to address and show the most sacred parts of ourselves first. And most of the time, sex doesn't lead to a relationship. This is true. It leads to heartache, confusion, and another one-night stand with the next person.
0: I agree with some parts of that.
1: Do they just skip on three. <laughs> um, I just went from two to four what do you not agree with uh,
0: I don't really not agree but I do agree that there is kind of a uh, in a good relationship like you you can have <laughs> sex can be a very uh, like deep part of like the human experience and if you have that experience and like relationship shallowly then that's one thing i don't think that's bad but i do think it's good to have the the other side of that in a relationship
1: what if in the beginning you make it clear you will not i don't want a girlfriend i just want to have fun
2: mm-hmm.
1: does the person other person well of course they have the right to get mad like if you but like is it justified like if they, a month later, they're just like, where, where's this going? And you're just like, I told you a month ago, I don't want a girlfriend. Mm
2: Um,
0: yeah, like I said, fucking intentions are, are laid out. Well, then I think I would, I would kind of like, that's, that's me. I, I would kind of put the fault on kind of just like shallow sexual interaction, which I think can, can kind of breed some,
1: uh, I don't know, but if you know what you're getting into before you go into it, I who think, can you blame but yourself?
0: Well, yeah, that's right. I, I would blame both individuals, uh, you know, because like you, you're kind of accepting that contract of shallow sexual interaction.
1: I don't think the person that is upfront with their intentions is to blame at all, because what else could they have done?
0: Well, I mean, that's that's kind of just the act, though. Like, by doing that, you're you're, you, cause cause sexual interaction is kind of innately like interpersonal, like almost a fucking spiritual thing. I think it is.
1: Well, that varies from person to person. Good. Like, I I don't see it as a spiritual thing at all. I see it as a, a biological itch that I need to scratch sometimes. Mhm. You know. It depends who who it's with, but like most mm-hmm. of the time, like I'm not, it's not like, I don't feel like I'm soul bonding with anyone.
2: hmm Well,
0: I don't know. I think I, I swap fucking you're getting deep into someone's life.
1: Deep in there, sleeping with everyone they slept with.
0: That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like a like the that's somewhat very interconnected to someone.
1: Yeah, but you know, the more you do it, the less you care. Well, <laughs> Number that's what four. I think, you know, it's part of that. Um, we're in a competition of who can care the least. And I think this is so true. Showing actual emotions is heavily frowned upon. If we show our cards and act like we're interested, it leaves the person we're affectionate about turned off and running in the opposite Direction instead of being flattered that we actually give a crap about them. There's little gratitude for honest and happy emotions. I agree with this. I am guilty of this.
0: I, I feel like a lot of a lot of this is just kind of <laughs> fucking shitty wiring in people. And I do kind of agree with it, but like if, if that happens hella, then I don't know.
1: It happens more than you know, dude.
0: Yeah, because I kind of, you know, I don't know. I think there's kind of just shitty habits of people.
1: I think it's a symptom of the technological age where...
0: Shallowness of connection.
1: And I think...
0: There's not a a very good priority of relationship. Just kind of human to human and uh, romance-wise.
1: Yeah, is it is there's pros and cons. Where like, let's say you're on Tinder, looking for a partner, um, because you're not like, act. You don't have to actually walk up to a girl and ask for her number. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be rude. It's easier to be misogynistic. It's easier just try. Kick up lines that'll be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I, yeah,
0: um, there's there's an easier disconnect of, again, human relationship.
1: Um, but on the flip side, you're exposed to more people, right? Yeah. In real life, you're only limited to the people you see. Yeah. And you don't know if those people are taken or not. If they're on Tinder, they're probably not taken. And you can see people from cities <laughs> away, states away. Yeah, probably not taking but you know to each their Global, own globalize globalization that's so dumb dude I, tinder did this thing where during the pandemic you could swipe anywhere in the world yeah. and i was getting matches from girl, girls from greece and i'm like dude what
0: hey dude, i'm trying to what, greece, dude.
1: what am i gonna do what, like I, i'm never gonna hang out with you so why why am i matching with you number I five
0: bet, i bet that she got flown out dog Bro, if I had money
1: like that, maybe. But. There's at least like
0: 5% on people that can do that on Tinder. At least.
1: 5%? I think it's smaller. I think most people on Tinder are broke and lonely. Number five are too strategic about our responses. Responding right away comes across as desperate and too available. It's amazing how millennials view the luxury of having instant access to the communication as something we need to treat as if we're still using carrier pigeons. Instant messaging is just that. It's instant, but we still withhold our response times to try and show just how busy, important, and unattached we are.
0: So this is kind of just like technical, te- tech relationship
1: stuff. Well, this is about millennials.
0: But it seems to be kind of, yeah it all relates
1: to text technology yeah Um, we expect a perfection that doesn't exist social media and thousands of dating profiles in our faces leads us to believe we're entitled a fairy tale life that doesn't truly exist we write people off for a minor minor detail and quickly look for the next best thing that we'll somehow find flaws in nothing is ever good enough for millennials we fail to realize that relationships are a balanced bond and that the amazing things come as imperfections as well.
0: Um, I think humans kind of do that innately already about picking out flaws in people. Uh, I do also somewhat agree with the
1: relationship thing. I think it's more... Those um, are all my words today. I think, I think it's more extreme now especially with a girl, a girl will write off a guy for like a smaller thing because she has so many more options. She has 2000 matches in her phone. So Mm -hmm. if this guy isn't just right, I got so much more, so many more options. Whereas in the, before all this stuff, like the the playing field was kind of the same because everybody had to like go out and talk to people you know mm-hmm. everyone was limited to where they lived but now um i know a, i know a girl she made a tinder and guess how many matches she got in the first day a lot i literally just said it two thousand two thousand matches
0: yeah two thousand people yeah, that, that's pretty i mean maybe it's that's sensory that overload short, it, it, yeah it is very that
1: <laughs> that's sensory overload and she's not even like the most attractive person ever mm-hmm. so what do you think super attractive girls are getting
0: yeah yeah, that can definitely be some uh, disillusion in life.
1: Yeah. Um, did I say number seven? Number seven was we're overloaded with options. I already said that. Number eight, we've become content with being alone. Um, you know. Oh, wow, I lost the person. post. Uh, number nine. We're always stuck in a gray area. What does that mean? Almost relationships and no strings attached sex are the millennial versions of commitment. Almost relationships. I, I see that. You ever see somebody call somebody, somebody date someone for a while, they won't say to their girlfriend, oh, this is my person. No. You never seen that? I've, I've seen that a lot I've, this I've year. Seen it,
0: I think more so when like uh they're like deep in a relationship.
1: I remember not in a relationship. One of our friends, I'm not going to say his name because I'm sure he listens, but he's been seeing this girl for I don't know, like a year maybe at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I refer to him, her, as his girlfriend, right? Because mm-hmm. I believed it was reasonable to infer that every time I see you, she's with you. That that's your girlfriend. And he got mad at me. He's like, That's not my girlfriend. Don't ever say that. I'm like, Jesus, bro. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. And yeah, number that's,
2: ten.
0: That's
1: some, some shit that <laughs> I think yeah, that's but probably a little unhealthy. I don't think she thinks that she's not his girlfriend, but to each that's, their own. Number ten. Unhealthy boy. We don't feel accountable for the pain we inflict to others. When yeah, we've hurt someone's definitely. feelings, we don't feel the need to apologize or to make it good on our wrongs. It's not our problem, it's theirs. A person's emotions, even if caused by something we said or did, is up to them to resolve. We feel entitled to walk around acting like complete losers with the expectation that the way it's received is a reflection of the person we dump our stuff on and nothing to do with the fact that we are the cruel ones. I can see that.
0: Some would agree. Um, like, like it's it, it is a balanced thing. Like, obviously, what you say to someone is like based off what you're thinking, but then that also goes into someone else's life and mindset and will affect them differently. And you kind of just have to react to that.
1: Yeah. So, um, moral story: stay single. Oh, dude sounds good to me just get yourself a dog actually don't get yourself a dog because the dog won't hurt you too indirectly if it runs away you're just you're just sad
0: protect yourself from all things in life dude.
1: all things what did the buddha say don't get attached to anything <laughs> even animals yeah sound advice yeah.
0: yeah take it with a grain of salt but i think i'd I've had a whole fucking lot of In N Out burger with that. So, dude.
1: God, Instagram is trash, dude. Instagram, every day they make it more and more apparent that I'm not in control of my feed. (laughs) Every day they make it more and more apparent that they want me to see what they want me to see and not what I want to see.
0: What what are you saying off top? Well, a genre, a theme.
1: So I see, the first thing I see is one person I follow. And then immediately after that is an ad. then immediately after (laughs) that is someone I've never seen before. Don't follow them. And immediately after that is you've caught up on all your posts. When I know I haven't.
2: Are you
0: following like two people?
1: I'm following the 359 (laughs) people.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Yes. I'm
0: very interested in... In the comparison of, of your tech feeds and mine,
1: it always They're probably kind of the same. They're running on the same algorithm. It's just different variables.
0: Like, but
1: maybe you, know, you just when you see ads, you you doesn't register that it's an ad. When I see ad, I immediately, for, for some reason, I'm wired to see to see product placement, even if it's invisible. I can smell that. In a music video, that in a movie, in a show, that yes,
0: yeah, yeah, I easily see that.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of, kind of sucks. I well, like what? Like even
0: with... my ads. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to talk out loud about ads.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do that.
0: That's kind of scary. Huh? But
1: like my yeah. shit never
0: brings me fucking Miss Joy, dude. It's always just fucking skating and music.
1: It's not bringing me misjoy. It's just not showing me what I want to see. It's like, what's the point of following people if it's not giving you the content you're trying to follow?
2: Mm.
1: It's like when YouTube fucked up the subscription boxes. Like, what's the point of subscribing to people if the content isn't delivered to you?
0: I'm getting no th- okay things in my algo, dude. Nothing to Mark, I too hate hard. Mark, too Mark. hard. <sighs> well. You got anything else on your mind? I think we're kind not, of really, but not uh, really. Any pressing matters?
1: Any pressing matters? Not really.
0: Then let's rickety rick it, wrap it up, dude. Rit rit rit, wrap it up like a cut cut condom cup
1: it's Rocky been R&B Rocky.
0: all fucking day, dude, if you're listening this far. uh, I pessimistically would say before that you didn't, but now I'm going to say you did, so thank you. I also forget. I want to fucking remember to say uh social stuff at the beginning. I think that worked last time. It was pressed in the beginning. But thanks for listening. Episode 191, I believe.
1: Uh, I don't even know.
0: I think it's, it's 191. At this point. Appreciate your earmanship and the future earmanship. Peace.
1: Yes. Follow me on TikTok.
2: Bye.